Welcome to episode number, I think, 12 now of the ADHD Chronicles. We're doing something a little different today. Actually, not really different. We're going to do the same thing, but I got some stuff to announce in preparation for the release of my book and a couple other things. Um, I'm going to be doing not necessarily a second season, but another, I guess, series we can call it. Uh, a mini-series, sort of. Uh, a master class on building up a couple skills so we will be diving into uh, how to code in Python how to make your own podcast uh, how you can set up your business and stuff uh, your taxes legally so you uh, can reduce your liability all of these things are very important we're going to be making a mini sir well I'll be making a mini series on that stuff it'll be sort of a master class on how you can uh, really get into this stuff and mainly it's not necessarily the for the people who know how to do this stuff it is a introduction to each topic right you can build your skills from there and if you take an interest in any one of these things I'm working on a book for each one right if you take an interest in Python there will be a, uh, a couple links that you can go through and you know expand your knowledge in Python if you like the idea of let's just say having uh, a business we'll have a couple resources available to um, help you get started there overall though just announcing that we will be doing a or I guess I keep saying we I will be doing a mini series that is just a skill building session okay Again, it's through the ADHD Chronicles, but it's a mini-series, and I don't know how many episodes it's going to have, but it will be short episodes, maybe 10 minutes, uh, just introducing uh, different topics and going into different things. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into the real show here today, just going to go ahead and crack into it. I've been working on this kind of concept because... Overall, a lot of these different plans, that's just, it's tough, man. Stuff is tough. So, been working on something that, uh, rather than trying to implement these skills, is to teach these skills, right? Um, at the same time as implementing them. So, do both. And, you can call me whatever you want for that, because it's like, oh, well, you haven't had them fully implemented yet. It's like, yeah, well... There's a lot of knowledge here that's been built up and pent up, so if you want to learn, it's a great place to start, and then you can implement it in your own systems, and you can implement it in your own models, and that would be great to see. And potentially there could be a paid version, so who knows uh, where that would go, but I've been working on this book, and I'm like, dang, there's really not everything that I want to put and a lot of people you know reading a book it's just boring there needs to be multiple forms of this information out there because you know I can sit here and chit chat for 12 hours about random stuff but you know to actually have the content of let's learn a skill sit down and build something it takes a little bit more focus a little bit more time so you're able to put it in a book but the same way that I can't speak for you know, 30 minutes straight about business and how to build one, you can't sit there for 30 minutes and totally 
absorb that information, right? After a while, you kind of get lost. You don't you don't know where you're at. That, that's been proven. And like, if you take breaks in your studying, you'll more effectively learn. Um, so the main thing here is that we'll have very short lessons, and this will all build up to a agency that Oris is starting to help manage podcasts to also help manage marketing digital marketing as well as affiliate links so we will be building a system and a network that will allow you to connect with affiliates right this is a very easy thing to implement uh, for Oris as it has all the resources and code for it um, so we will be implementing our own affiliate system that will allow you to connect with businesses and then if you get a sale for them you get your affiliate link uh, or your affiliate commission it's not that we will be the affiliate Oris will have the platform okay and we're gonna make it very easy for small people let's just say small businesses and whatnot to get on here um, and then we'll make it very easy for affiliates to do the same thing so it's not as difficult as going through Amazon having your legal business stuff and going through this and this and this we'll be making it a very open platform for small businesses so if you simply refer somebody to let's just say your pressure washing uh, your brother's pressure washing business you can get a commission off of that and that right there is gonna be uh, a beautiful thing because we can really connect with the local uh, environment with that and on the velocity side of uh, what we're working on we're working on something um, I assume is, is pretty big because it's not necessarily something that I would have expected velocity to be doing uh, at all really it's, it's not something that I had in the original scope uh, at all but we're working on it uh, not an announcement the the deal with the shop ultimately it's fallen through um, so we're gonna go ahead and try and set forth on this other alternative plan which um, to some people it would say it's more risky but some would say it's less it depends on who you are and how you look at things but you know I've been watching those F the the final F1 race just happened Abu Dhabi that is wild to me the F1 season is officially over and we've got like 90 something more days until we hear the Dutch national anthem again I am incredibly excited to see next season and see if Max can continue on with this win streak it's it's gonna be interesting what's very interesting is how Toto's been acting uh, Toto Toto He's been acting like a child in the stands, complaining when Ferrari wants to skirt the penalty on Carlos at Vegas, and then complains when Ferrari doesn't hit the brakes so he can get extra points. Like, that is ridiculous. That's literally childish, right? You, like, it's so hypocritical. Like, you're going to go against this team, and then they're going to fight you tooth and nail because you went against them in a later race so that they could get more points maybe move up uh, a couple positions but no no you just act like a child it's stupid overall though it's pretty cool we got uh i think it was verstappen first 
Perez second, Hamilton third, I think. That's 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 a pretty good one. I, I gotta say, I can't wait until Hamilton and Alonso are retired. It's gonna be sad, but I can't wait to see the young drivers come in to replace them. Uh, they've had a great run, you know. Alonso's been here for forever, and Hamilton, he's I think thirty-eight now, so he's getting up there. And Alonso, I think he's forty-one. So in the next five years, you know, they'll be replaced by some younger drivers. It'll be kind of cool to see what if a younger driver comes in and is able to, you know, end Red Bull's domination for either Aston Martin or uh, Mercedes. But in terms of Ferrari, I think they both have have their years cut out for them as in terms of who's going to stay and who's going to leave. I think both of them are going to stay for a long time. I think Daniel Ricciardo is probably going to get a uh, seat number, uh, maybe not Perez's seat, but I think Perez will probably retire in the next five years too. So they got to have somebody, and I think Ricciardo might be uh, the better choice than somebody like Yuki um, or even Liam. But it would be interesting to see. I've been looking for some F1 signed memorabilia because I want to hang some up. But it's very hard to find, like very, very hard to find F1, like signed memorabilia from either uh, Red Bull or Ferrari. It'd be cool to either have have either one of those teams up here, but that's fine. You know, I I can't complain too much when we're talking about two of the biggest teams. They're probably they probably have their own sort of process with all that stuff and they don't just want to give it to the F1 authority, I guess authentic whatever group it is I mean I was shopping on there earlier you know what's stupid is the Black Friday deals they had this year if you can even call them deals Dude, they, they had so many companies coming out and they literally were just like $10 off on a $120 thing it's like really? really? we know you make like $40 per product like you're ridiculous. Like, half of the stuff in these stores is made for less than a dollar at a sweatshop. It's ridiculous. It's like, oh, well, you're supporting them. Oh, well, what other option do we have? Like, all these mom-and-pop shops get ran out of business, and then all these massive corporations, they jack up their prices. It's like a, mon- a monopoly, but you can't do anything about it, but that's how capitalism works. But I ain't complaining about capitalism. Complaining about... Black Friday, which is the pinnacle of stupid. Coles had some good ones. I will admit to that one. The Coles had some decent sales, but other than that, nah. Harbor Freight had some okay ones on jacks and mechanic carts, and hmm, I think where else had some good deals? Target definitely did not. They were oof. They were bad. Um, Walmart had some okay deals. They were okay. Uh, but they sold out very quickly where I live. It was very quickly sold out. And didn't, didn't have any extra supply. So once it was gone, it was gone. So that's fine. But, 
gave me a chance to get some other stuff that's normally sold out that nobody was going for that day. Um, so I don't really know. It was really Kohl's that was the only one that really had a good sale. I would say that there was a couple other stores that had okay sales, but, you know, the big ones, Target, uh, Dick's, Best Buy, those ones, they didn't have any good sales. Best Buy had some good sales on, like, kitchen appliances, oddly. That was a really weird one, because why? You've got TVs, Xboxes, and that's another thing. Xbox had no sale. PlayStation had no sale. I want to go get an Xbox for like 300 bucks for a Series X on Black Friday, right? Not go and pay 549 for the bundle. Like that's not a deal. What what does it actually cost to produce an Xbox? That's what I want to know. Is how much Microsoft actually pays um to produce an Xbox? And I'll get the answer real quick. The X, wow, no way. I, and I'm, I can guarantee you that a part of their marketing bill and all, all of their marketing bill and their markup comes from all this stuff. The manufacturing total is less than $28. So they really could have just knocked it down to like, wait, this is weird. Oh no, that's the old one, okay. This stuff is weird. Or, no? Let's, let's get a very clear image here. Apparently, a Series X cost $471 to manufacture. And, huh. Let's see, this is, this is dumb. And they're, they're getting a loss per unit. See, this is ridiculous. You've got these companies taking losses on their things, but, you know, they make it up on their subscriptions. I've paid for more than, like, a year of Game Pass, so, and, or even just Xbox Live. They make money on that. But I can guarantee you if PlayStation is going to have, uh, they have free stuff, so, or they, they sell stuff for the same price. I can guarantee you it costs them right around that to manufacture. Why do they cost so much to manufacture? There's n so weird. I guess it kind of makes sense. But it's annoying. You can't get good deals on what you want anymore because costs of manufacturing done went up. Why does Microsoft not own the factories at this point? And if they do, why is it costing so much to manufacture? You know? They're losing money on every console sold. Why why even why not try and streamline the manufacturing of the of the Xbox or the controllers or something and then it, it because it's crazy the price has not dropped in like ever it's ridiculous and I've always wanted to have a drift team like a dirt team drift team and a go-karting team that would be awesome and with the new Velocity project we're working on, I honestly think it might be the best time of year, or not the best time of year, the best opportunity to implement those things into the business plan from a marketing standpoint, because I'm not good at marketing. But if you can slap a logo onto a, a helmet and then show them you know, doing some crazy stuff, 
ten times out of nine, you're going to get people's attention with it. I mean, not necessarily having a buying customer, but you're going to get their attention with it. But I've never been great at marketing. That's been one of my faults, and that's why I haven't wanted to like start a marketing agency because that's a great idea. It's very profitable. It's very. It's a lot of these different things, but boy, is it a very difficult challenge to do and commit to. So it's not something that I plan on doing. Uh, but if I ever have the opportunity to, you know, really focus in on how to market and market well, I would love to. It'd be a a great challenge and a new skill to learn but every time I've attempted it's just been oof come up with some crazy marketing ideas but I think it's a it's the implementation of those ideas in an effective manner um, that I struggle with and I think that's a lot of people's uh, a lot of people struggle is the implementation of an idea you know a lot of people are creative and a lot of people can come up with an idea it's whether or not you can put that idea onto paper make it an actionable plan and then implement said actions of the plan and I think that's what the master class uh, that I'm going to make is going to focus on is how you can turn an idea at least on one of the episodes is how you can turn an idea from literal nothing just I want to make a podcast I want to make a race car to an actionable step by step plan and you don't even have to be using this to make a business you could be using this to uh, build skills in real life build you know just how can I bake okay well an actionable plan would state you need to study recipes and then once you've studied the amount of recipes you can attempt to bake or do whatever then if it you know tastes good to an unbiased party then you try again, try again, try again. And now this is if you wanted to do it professionally. Then you go to culinary school. Then you do this. Then you do that. You need to be able to come up with step-by-step actionable plans in order to um, you know, really effectively put your ideas into motion. And in the case that you can't come up with an actionable step-by-step plan, your ideas have no wheels to roll on. It's just a brick. So that's the way you have to look at your ideas is that if you don't come up with a good plan that can be implemented in steps, then all you have is a brick. And if you have a plan that doesn't have steps to it, it's like your wheels are square, you know. It can happen, but it's going to take a lot more effort. And then if you have step by step, you're just going to roll on by. And then if you can come up with a system that can manage those steps... And once you complete a new step, you're already adding the next one. Well, once you can master that, you have an engine to this vehicle. And call it, you know, you got the frame, you got the wheels, you got the engine, and now you're just going to keep building it up, building it up, building it up, until you get to the point where you add the self-driving stuff. You know, weird, weird comparison, but whatever. You just need to go... And if you want to, let's just say, even get your math grade up, you have to come up with the goal, you know, write it down, implement the plan, or come up with the plan, in, and then divide it into actionable steps, and then complete each action, right? So you can say it's not as easy as that, but what other step is there? Okay, well, I have to think about it. Well, that's the whole point of making the list. Okay, what if it doesn't go to plan? Then adjust the plan. 
you know, you don't need a backup plan. You need flexibility in your plan, right? Let's just say, okay, step number one is go to your teacher, right? Ask blah, blah, blah. You know, step number two, complete blah, blah, blah. Um, step number two doesn't work out. You can't complete it. Okay, go back. How can you rework your plan to fit the new goal in? And that's really just a different way of looking at things it's it's a way of looking at things as like okay once I'm done I'm done I don't have to struggle with this it's it's a mindset of okay I'm gonna have it's a delayed gratification mindset of okay I can put these steps in the plan and then at the end of the plan I will have the result I want but if I go off the plan at any point it could all tumble down right so it's definitely a putting off the instant gratification that many would be used to and replacing it with a delayed gratification that would slowly build up over time and to many would be more enjoyable or just completely enjoyable, right? Because at the end, you have a result. If you want to work out more and then lower your body fat, you need to have your body fat measured, put it into steps, okay, for the next month, every day, at blah, blah, blah time, I will be going to the gym for blah, blah, blah length, right? And at the beginning, you might not even be working out at the gym. You could be walking around in the locker room nervous about going out into the gym. But if you continue to go, at some point in time, you're going to go out there and you're going to be like, okay, I can do this. And then slowly, you're just going to get more comfortable. And then once you do that step, you're going to go on to the next one. Okay, I need to change my diet. Okay, I need to change my lifestyle. Okay, I need to cut out this. I need to add this, do these. Everything in your life can be added and put into a step-by-step -step actionable plan in order to achieve an, a better goal. And that's the best way to come up with a system that can implement and come up with these ideas. Okay, I want to build a $100 million business. Okay, great goal fantastic how do you do it right you're first going to come up with a business model okay what what business are you entering what industry what are, what what are you doing you know what is the service or product you're providing okay and then once you have that you're going to go on and you're going to say okay what do i who do i need you know who can do this you're going to go find the people who can do the things that you can't then you know you're going to come up with this plan that outlines how you can take this company from literally your uh, an idea in your mind and then put it into you know a hundred million dollars this is the secrets right this is the secrets on how you can get rich or take over the world literally just put it into actionable steps right let's just say you want to control the world's oil supply well for one you got to be owning oil so you gotta come up with something that is gonna allow you to purchase oil. So you're gonna have to come up with a plan that would allow you to control the world's oil supply. Whether that's a war or whatever, you can come up with it. You have to come up with steps, and it could be a hundred step plan, right? It could take a million steps for you to get this plan done, but once the plan is done, your result is there, and you have the de delayed gratification, you have the reward, you waited, you didn't take the instant gratification that could have been offered throughout the path, and you ended up with what you wanted. So, 
the best way to look at this is, okay, if I want to retire at 30, how do I do it? Okay, at 18, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go get an FHA loan, and I'm going to put 2.5% down on a four-unit multi-family complex, and then at 19, after the year is up, after I've owned it for a year, I'm going to go uh, get three tenants, okay? And then they're going to pay me rent, it'll pay my mortgage, and you know maybe I'll have a little bit extra, I can cover my car insurance or whatever. Then I'm going to go do this, and I'm going to go do this, and while I have this job and this job, I'm going to work on a side hustle, and I'm going to do this. There are steps that you can take to do this stuff. And then if you need subsections to your steps for a greater plan, that's even better. Because it makes everything into actions. Okay, It's like a to-do list for your goals. What do you need to do to get there? Right? I've been going on, for the, going on about this for a long time. Very long time. But take your goal. What is it? What is it? Okay. I want to own a Corvette by 25. Okay. What do you need to do to get there? For one, based off of most people's financial advice, it's smart to have your car be 10% of your income. Or all of your cars to be 10% of your income. So a Corvette, let's just say you get a C6. And it's like a base model, so maybe thirty, forty thousand dollars. So we'll just say thirty-five. Right? You can find a C6 for thirty-five thousand. Right? C6s are cool. Whatever. You need about two hundred fifty thousand to three hundred thousand in income to comfortably afford that car. Right? Whatever. Now, let's say okay. Well. That's kind of tough. How, how do I get to that point? Okay, well, you're going to have to come up with those steps, right? I'm going to do this by having real estate. I'm going to do this by having, you know, blah, blah, blah in my high interest account or in the index funds. And I'm going to be making this much in dividends. And I'm going to be doing this to make this to do this. You have to come up with those steps to allow you to come up with an actionable plan. How am I going to get to 300000 a year by age 25? When I'm making, I don't know, 12000 this year at 15, 16, you know, working at, I don't know, Taco Mac, if, you, if somebody could do that. So you have to come up with the plan and then slowly implement it. It will take time if your goal is a long-term goal. If it's a short-term goal, then great. You know what's an actionable step-by-step plan for the day? Go do your laundry. That's a successful day. Boom. Put it in a plan. This is also one of the most effective ways to treat depression, right? Just go do stuff, right? You don't want to go do stuff. It doesn't matter. You put it in a list. Go do it, right? That's what you said. It'll give your life purpose, right? So you'll get up in the morning and you'll say, okay, well, I'm going to go do this because I set out that I want to go do this. I might not want to do it today, but you know what? At, po- at some point in time, past me wanted this for future me so past me must have been thinking hey he's cooking let me let me give him some advice in the future right and the way you have to think about this is what will the future you want will he want you to take the instant gratification and not appreciate what has been built or would you rather have it you know be built up in t- over time that's one of the best ways you can look at investing too Okay, would you rather have $200 a day or 20000 when you retire, right? Pick that out. It's very easy. 
you would rather have 20000 when you retire, right? And you could be retiring at thirty, but you'd still rather have that 20000 Why? Because that number is way bigger. So if you come up with a step-by-step plan to turn yay amount into yay amount, and this could be as simple as treasury bonds, right? You put yay amount into treasury bonds, allow it to compound, and over 50 years, you know, maybe 40 years, 30 years, your money will go from boom to boom, and it will it will grow exponentially, right? That's how compounding works, compounding interest. If you have a good rate, you can make your money go exponential. And that's one of the keys to actually retiring young is just having that money, putting it in the accounts, and let's just say you have it and it's still gaining interest. You have the majority of it in an account, and you're making six figures interest on interest, and you can pull out, I don't know, forty, fifty thousand to pay your your minimal bills of your food and your I don't know, your maintenance on the house and you have your house paid off, you know, what it's not difficult. People make it out to be difficult. It's not difficult. The point is is there's money out there that people will willingly say, Oh, well it's hard to make money. It's hard to make money if you don't want to make money. If you're too, like, stubborn to understand that if you go get a, a four-unit place on an FHA, you can rent out three of the units after one year, right? You still have the primary in one, but that's literally paying for itself. And then after, you know, it's paid off, guess what? That's just income, you know? And you could put it on a 15-year plan, and if you really care to, if you really felt like it, and if you really had the money saved up, Go get the place, put 20% down, no mortgage insurance, very low bill, put it on a 15-year. After 15 years, you don't even have to, like, primary at the place during that time. You could go live in a shack. It doesn't matter. You could put another, you know, put a, a mobile home out back. It doesn't matter. And live there, and you could have four units paying you rent. And if you want to go deeper to it, you could just go put 10% down on a trailer park. Instead of getting, you know, a four-unit multiplex, you just go put 10% down on a trailer park. That'd be a business loan, and boom. You know, or you could do it all at once. So it's not impossible. And the crazy thing is, is people say it's impossible. It's really not, because you don't have to have credit. You don't have to have really crazily anything, right? And now, if you don't have credit, and you don't have equity built up in any sort of property, and you don't have, you know, really anything to your name... It's going to be a higher interest rate. That's just how it works. But if you've got income, if you have reported income, there are loans available to you. And the specific type of loans I'll go over in the master class in my book, you'll be, I mean, I'll go over everything over the next couple of months and, you know, really get into it. Um, and then we'll talk about the opportunity I'll be offering over next summer. And it'll be a major one to anybody who really does want to get kick-started and make some serious money. Um, so I think that'll be ep- episode number 12 of the ADHD Chronicles. Um, if you're interested in making your own podcast, go ahead and... I don't know the best way to contact me. We'll come up. I'll come up with something by episode 13, and we will... We will connect then. If you're interested in making your own podcast, we can come up with something. 